Hello, hello! My name is Jordan and I'm your host and we are back at it again with a new episode and today we actually have a very, very, very special guest who is also known as my mother! <laughs> I will let y'all know because she's always embarrassed when I tell her or tell everybody that she is my mother but she is. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, let the audience know who you are, who is August Murray? Hi, my name is August Murray. I am the mother of Jordan Pruitt, my illustrious daughter, who I'm so very proud of and super fond of. She amazes me and surprises me on a daily basis. Oh, thank you, thank you. And today we are both going to be talking a little bit about raising a child with a mental health condition, which is a very complex topic and we are absolutely happy to cover this today. So we are going to be discussing a little bit about the struggles of raising a child with a mental health condition and then we'll go right into the awareness and education of mental health conditions because we do know that plays a huge role in raising a child with a mental health condition. And lastly, we'll be talking about how do you handle this sort of situation or as my mother likes to say it, how do you put in the work to assist with the situation? Because a lot of parents can be a little bit confused, a little bit frustrated, a little bit just all over the place when it comes to dealing with the situations, which is very justified and we want to notice all those parents out there who are struggling with this issue. So I do want to start, of course, with our pre-topic segment that we all know and love, our Rose Thorn Bud segment. And of course, for those new listeners who do not know, a rose is a highlight, success, small win, or something positive that happened today or within the last week. And a thorn is a challenge you experienced or something you could use more support with. And a bud is a new idea that has blossomed or something that you, that you are looking forward to knowing more about or experiencing. And of course, I will go because we usually start off the episode with me going doing the rose thorn bud. So, uh, my rose this week has definitely got to be finishing school. I'm over and done with high school. I'm ready to get out of here. I am happy about that. Y'all do not know how much work and dedication I put into my school life and it's completely over with besides college, but we're not gonna worry about that. <laughs> we're gonna leave that in the future. And a thorn this week has probably just been dealing with all the free time that I have now because <laughs> I am taking a gap semester. So I'm really just trying to navigate what are my goals during this gap semester? What can I do to fulfill all the time that I have to just work on Forever Blooming as well as just work on like online shops, online businesses, you know the deal. So yeah, just trying to figure out what to do with all this free time because I'm, I'm a worker. I need to work all the time to function. <laughs> so then lastly, my bud has got to be, um, I really wanna say that you guys, I have been working hard to improve and expand our organization. There are so many big projects coming in the works for 2022. And I'm super, super excited for you all to get to know um, the sort of projects we have coming up because they're big and I'm absolutely excited. So after 
I finished talking about all of that, I do want to give the spotlight to my madre. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Let's start with my rose. My rose is that today I learned that my daughter received national recognition. She received the African American Recognition Award, and that's for uh, receiving uh, academic achievements in high school and outstanding uh, performance with her AP exam. So I'm very proud of her for receiving that national recognition. My thorn is um, I've been working really hard at work with one of my coworkers who's retiring the end of this month. So it has been a trying time to obtain a whole bunch of knowledge or retain a whole bunch of knowledge that he's trying to dump on me in the last minute. <laughs> and uh, my bud would be taking the knowledge that he has instilled in me and just um, trying to look forward to being able to fill his shoes of 27 years of wealth of knowledge with um, the Bureau of Prisons. And so that is gonna be a tall feat, but I look forward to the challenge and um, look forward to the experience. Very well said, very, very well said. And I know you guys do not know my mother, but she is very hardworking. She will get the job done. So you best believe when she mentions all this knowledge, she is gonna put in that knowledge and do the best she can do and more. <laughs> so um, we're gonna jump straight into this episode and talking all about raising a child with a mental health condition. But first, I do want to give this quick disclaimer that all the research used in this episode is based on United States statistics, so please do know that it may be higher, it may be lower, it may be the same depending on where you live, but right now we are focusing mainly on the United States, so just keep that in mind as you listen to this episode. So first we're going to talk about the struggles that comes with raising a child with a mental health condition. And I do want to first start off with this fact. Half of individuals with a mental health condition experience an onset by the age of 14, just 14. So you know it starts early. And this number jumps to 75% by the age of 24. And it's absolutely insane to just hear that sort of statistic. And we can realize that a lot of parents are going through that sort of uh, issue or trying to navigate that sort of situation of raising a child with a mental health condition. So we really want to highlight all of their ex experiences <laughs> and talk about this. So yeah, as you guys know, I am a person with depression and anxiety. So I know that highlighting this issue, especially um, from the standpoint <laughs> of my own mother is a very, very important thing to do. So we're just going to start a little bit of, or we're just going to start off with the sort of identification of the mental health condition. And with that, I just want to start off and, well, I will give the spotlight again to my mother to talk a little bit about that. Okay, um, the first struggle I'd like to um, mention is just identifying that there is an actual problem um, 
as the statistics, excuse me, show that it, the onset is at a very early age. And when you have reared several children prior to having a child experiencing mental health issues, it's very hard to identify that child to have one because now you go into comparing the upbringing of your other children to that particular child that's experiencing the mental health issues and you find yourself comparing the upbringing and you tend not to believe that there's an actual problem because the other children have never had that problem so with that being said that lack of experience with the child having those issues make it very very difficult to identify that they there is an actual problem that exists or concern if you will absolutely i definitely think that especially from my standpoint um i do have three brothers as she mentioned she does have multiple children which are my three brothers so I know, especially from that standpoint, I sort of questioned myself and I was like, why was I the one who had to deal with these issues? Why did I end up having depression? Why did I end up having anxiety? And just comparing my own experiences to my own siblings' experiences and realizing that I'm different, which of course sort of brung up those feelings of being an outcast, ostracization and all that. And just highlighting that sort of point of view that since the other children didn't have those sort of issues that I shouldn't be having those issues. And it's a very valid thing to sort of think about and experience, but there is that sort of point of view that um, everybody can have a mental health condition despite their upbringing, upbringing, despite their lifestyle, despite all of that. It just depends on how the person copes with their surroundings and that's one thing to get over as somebody with a mental health condition, as well as just a parent of somebody with a mental health condition. I do want to ask, do you have anything else to say about that issue, about identification? No, well, I guess the first thing is, as I said earlier, is that you have to identify that there is an actual problem or concern. And once you identify it, then you can move into um, the next stages, which is acceptance in my case. What sort of acceptance do you want to sort of talk about within this experience? Well, I actually um, went to school for psychology and counseling. I obtained my master's degree in psychology and counseling. So I had a, a personal background with psychology and I thought that um, I knew, like I thought that I would actually recognize if there was an actual concern all the way down to pulling out my DSM-4 at the time, trying to actually diagnose or compare my knowledge to what I was actually experiencing, which that's rule number one. When you're dealing with family members, you have so many other variables involved that you shouldn't even attempt to um, go off of your own personal knowledge or education when family is involved and you have to seek professional assistance and which and which we did. And then you have to move into accepting the fact 
that, okay, I don't know everything that's going on. You know, you have to just pretty much get rid of what you're taught and then you're looking at the reality of what situations you're facing and, you know, just kind of take your personal thoughts and feelings and put them aside. Don't compare the children. Every, every child is different. Every child experiences things differently. And um, basically allow your own personal beliefs to stop interfering with the reality of, situa of the situation at hand. And so once I um, accepted that fact, then I was able to deal with the situation accordingly and move forward into a place of acceptance. I feel like when it comes to anything, actually, um, we always sort of put our own personal beliefs before the situation, no matter what situation we're dealing with. And in some situations that can be very helpful but in cases like these it can be very difficult because when you try to stick to your own personal beliefs and especially if those beliefs are coded in just like stigma against mental health or just thinking that um again bringing up that separate issue about comparing your children to another when it comes to mental health and things like that it can be a very hard experience because the first thing we need to know is that as you said this is a matter that i cannot uh sort of what am i saying what am i trying to say <laughs> this is a matter that is new to me if you are new to like raising a child with a mental health condition this matter is new to me i have seen other people deal with the situations but it's very different because you're dealing with this for the first time and you're not going to know how to navigate it so assuming that you would know what to do in that sort of situation is very naive to think because if you think about it a lot of the situations that we handle we think oh yeah i would obviously know what to do when it comes to that actual situation coming up but when you're actually in the situation it's very different it can be very stressful and very confusing so i think acknowledging that you may not know everything acknowledging that your personal beliefs may be wrong or maybe they can be right but it's different when applying it to the actual situation so yeah i think that's a very very important step and i always like to think that it's kind of like the stages of grief when you have to realize that there's a problem <laughs> so yeah i think that was very it's a very valid issue i'm gonna say that a lot this episode because i of course am not a parent i'm just a student a student a child of a parent but um yeah i think i really just understand how there can be that sort of difficulty when realizing that there is a problem and trying to accept that problem and another struggle that uh, my mom was trying to or talk to me about prior to this actual recording was the issue of coping with the actual situation so do you want to talk a little bit about that yes um so once i was able to move into a place of acceptance it allowed me to move into uh, readjusting and coping with the situation. Um, I had to change my attitude. I had to open my mind 
and think, okay, this is the reality of the situation. What do we need to do? You know, and that being said, I had to become more compassionate and less judgmental and really be open to what do we have here? Let's see how we can um, cope with the situation. And I know there's a lot of parents out there. What we do is we want to try to fix it because that's what we do. You feel like there's a concern with your child. You feel like something's broken. You feel like there's a problem. And the first thing you want to do is jump in and fix it. But in this accepting and coping, you have to open your mind and understand that as a parent, you cannot fix everything. So in that realization and changing your attitude toward the situation, you have to readjust and say, okay, let's let's work through this together. Let me find out how how am I going to cope with this situation now that I've accept, accepted the reality of it. Let's see what we need to do to figure this thing out. Like I said, we can't fix it, but we can definitely cope. Absolutely. And I think even as a child with a mental health condition, we really do just want to like snap our fingers and be like, okay, we can make this go away. <laughs> but really, that's not how it works. And as you said, as a parent, it's we can't automatically just snap and it's all gone. I do want to touch on the fact that acceptance is not an easy process. It can be a very lengthy process and it can be a very hard process. You can find a lot of struggle with that step, but you and your child can both get to that point. And again, just going to that process of coping, which can also be a long and lengthy process because of course, mental health is a very complicated and complex situation. So. I do also want to note that when you are trying to cope with the situation, that do make sure that you are keeping in mind that you should take care of yourself as well. Um, since it is such a complex and hard situation, it can cause a lot of emotion, to say the least. It can cause a lot of thoughts, opinions, beliefs, emotion, a lot, and it can just be- Stress and anxiety. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so do make sure you are taking care of your mental health. I know like, this is a completely separate example, but as a therapist, for example, therapists need therapy <laughs> because they're keeping track of everybody else's issues that they have no time to keep track of their issues which is why they seek therapy and i feel like that sort of situation is similar in this case because you are trying to be a good support for your child but you also have to realize that it can be very um harmful to your mental health as well so keep track of that and try to take care of yourself so you can be your best self and be the best support you can be so that being said, we are going to go ahead and move to the next topic, which is going to be the awareness and education of mental health conditions, because of course that is a sort of essential aspect of the process. So what sort of awareness and what sort of education did you gain or trying to gain in this sort of experience of raising a child with, or raising me, <laughs> who has a mental health condition? Well, first things first, making an appointment with an actual provider outside of yourself. <laughs> um, regardless of your background, your history, um, whether you have a PhD, it doesn't matter. 
you have to seek outside help and assistance. And in that you get to, as I said earlier, you have an open mind because as you start going to these appointments and you're going to counseling for parents and you're talking with the mental health providers and finding out if medications will be involved, their side effects and just basically everything from just understanding mental health and understanding that there's a broad view. Uh, I think that is that step that's necessary to, to cope with and deal. And I believe that it is imperative that you speak with an open mind and learn from those mental health providers. Absolutely. I think especially hearing a sort of second opinion or hearing somebody who is unbiased and who is a professional in the field that deals with this sort of struggles on a daily basis, that can very much be helpful and very much be informative to the journey and the process. I also do want to touch on the fact that um, it is important to understand medication, but it is different for everybody. Medication can be very much needed for some people, or it can be just like a pick-me-up for other people. So understanding that sort of perspective on whether your child needs it or not, whether it would be the best decision for them is very important. Of course, just understanding those side effects, the sort of different medications available, discussing with doctors, you know, all of that is very important when it comes to medication. But talking with a mental health provider is definitely a must in to grow and learn, of course. And my mom did touch a little bit about, uh, touch on the broader view of mental health. As I said before, mental health is very, very, very complex. And it's definitely not a this narrow surface level thing. You could think that somebody is just sad because uh, the milk spilled, but they could have this like whole backstory about why they're sad and why is this emotional response being triggered. You don't know because it's not a surface level thing. It's a very complex, very sort of, hmm, it's a very, again, I'm, I'm just going to use complex because I have no other way to describe it. <laughs> I think that it's important to know that you're not going to understand it all. You're never going to understand the depths of it, especially as a parent, or even a child might not understand the depths of it because I know for sure. I know I have these conditions, but... I don't know the ins and outs for real, and I'm still trying to learn, and of course, from that perspective of trying to learn, it can be even difficult for, um, even more difficult for the parent trying to understand that there's a broader view. So how do you approach that situation? How do you approach the struggles that you face knowing that mental health is a broad and complex thing? Patience. Something that I have lacked <laughs> from the beginning. Um, like we, we mentioned earlier, the onset comes early. And for Jordan, it was around the age of 10. So that said, it was very, very difficult because I did not understand. I thought it was a surface level thing. I assumed that um, it was attention seeking. I assumed that it was everything other than a surface level 
thing you know i just figured it just it it, it didn't exist and after going you know as i mentioned earlier to, to the appointments talking with the therapist talking with the counselors and just trying to understand how complex that this could be i had to be open i had to be patient i had to have an open mind and and we're still we're still dealing with this this is not like it just came about and that's it it's it's a day-to-day thing i believe um jordan i discussed the other day where whenever this first started approximately seven years ago i was so impatient and i didn't know how to deal with it and i was uneducated and i didn't accept it and i didn't cope with it because i just did not understand how complex everything was so now fast forward seven years later i understand that okay this is complex i will never know everything about it i will never know what triggers um are there all i can do is now understand that okay today's not a good day okay i can't fight with her on every corner because she's having an episode um and there's something going on as to before i would be like okay there's nothing wrong with you (laughs) you have everything you need you've been going to counseling you've been taking medicines at the time that she was was taking medicines and you should be okay and and that's not the case and you have to be patient and you have to understand that this is an ongoing process it's very complex it's definitely not superficial is much deeper than you could actually understand because you're not the one that's experiencing it. So that being said, you have to be patient, be patient. That's the only thing that I can say to the parents out there that are possibly listening. Um, Please be patient. Understand you can't fix it. It's not going to be an overnight voila. It's done. It's fixed. It's a process. Mental health is very complex, as you stated earlier. Absolutely. And I do want to say that if there are some days where you feel that I was very impatient or even if you put yourself down for those sort of mannerisms, it's okay. You are just, again, going through that ongoing process. You are learning to navigate this process and you have to also be patient with yourself. Everybody is not going to be automatically this like open, accepting, amazing person like off the get-go. As we mentioned before, you're dealing with this for the first time or you're in the interim of trying to understand this and you're getting better at it. And there's going to be some days where you're just like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like doing all that. I don't feel like being the support parent. I don't feel like doing all that. I'm just gonna be angry, I'm just gonna be sad, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna feel these emotions, and that's okay. Again, it's a process, and we're all learning to just navigate that situation as a whole. And I know, especially me, I do be putting my mother through the ringer sometimes. (laughs) Especially, I know for myself, I can't speak for other people, but when I do have a depressive episode, I have these just intense feelings of sadness, but also intense feelings of anger, and most of the time unjustified anger, and that I lash out at people, and that's definitely not okay. So if you are a parent experiencing those sort of anger outbursts, 
it's okay to be a little angry. It, well, it's okay to be angry in general, not even just a little bit. But again, don't put yourself down for experiencing those emotions. It's completely natural and it's a process. Yes, be patient because those outbursts, although they need to be directed towards you, it's not about you, it's about them and you have to be patient and assist with them working through those moments. Absolutely. Yeah. And that being said, talking about the awareness and education of mental health conditions, how do you really try to navigate this newfound knowledge? What do you do? You have to apply the education. When you're speaking to the counselors, you, again, have to have an open mind and you have to retain the information that they provide to you. You um, pretty much have to really open up to say, okay, this is what we're facing today. Um, this is what the counselor said can assist with coping with the situation and just be supportive and applying the knowledge that you have received, not through your own personal education, but the education that you've received from the counselor during that time of the situation, because it has transitioned over the years. Um, it has not maintained the same. It has definitely been a um, journey. And during the journey, you have to learn what is going on at that moment in time. And that snippet of time, you take the education that you're receiving as you're talking to the counselors and you're getting um, different uh, guidance as to how to assist or support your child. You have to take what you hear them say you have to have an open mind and apply that education that you receive. And if so, you know, if need be, as just out of second opinion, um, I know Jordan has sent me over the years different YouTube videos of other counselors just say, hey, look, just take a look at this. This is something else that can help you understand what's going on. But if you don't apply the knowledge that you receive, the education that you obtain that's going on for the situation that's going on at that time then it's going to be more difficult than it already is so with that said apply your knowledge and do realize that coping is very very different for each individual for each child and that information that you get is not always going to be applied to your child you have to figure out with your child what works for them what doesn't work for them and adjust that sort of education that you stored in your brain because yeah everybody's different and everybody's mind works differently so it is a process again <laughs> so yeah so now we're just going to get down to the nitty-gritty after we have gone through those struggles of just identifying, acceptance, coping, and just trying to gain that awareness and education, how do we really, really handle this situation? How do we put in that work? Well, for me, there were several things. Um, the first I would like to touch on is family support. Um, my sister, in this case, one of, one of my five sisters, um, was very, very supportive. Whenever there was a situation, I had to actually go outside of the home. And for me, that support was from my family and that was from my sister. I could call her four o'clock in the morning if necessary. And she would 
allow me to vent my frustrations and just help me through the situation. Um, we spoke earlier, I believe Jordan mentioned about taking care of yourself. And because this was all new to me, I did not know how to take care of myself. The only thing I could do was submit to anger and sometimes, and I didn't understand why she was lashing out to me or on me when I was, I felt the very person that was there to help, not to harm. So in those moments, family support was necessary for me to be able to continue to go through the processes. And, and that was definitely hard. <laughs> it was very, very hard, but I'm also blessed that I did have that family support so that I can get an understanding actually of what's going on and try to get a different perspective and have somebody on my side saying, hey, look, it's gonna be okay. You just have to figure out what's going on and understand that it's not about you. And so family support was the first thing. So for those parents out there, find a sounding board. If you don't have family support, there's also group support. There's parents that you'll meet in different group supports and family counseling, um, latch on to someone that you can confide in because that support is definitely necessary, um, a necessary phase in putting in the work. Learn to be more empathetic. You know, you have to just open up and understand that, you know, this is difficult and you have to have empathy in a situation like this. You, you want to help your child, you can't fix your child. You just have to be empathetic to everything that's going on around you. Um, another thing for me was religious support. Whenever there's things going on in my life, for me, I reach out to the higher powers that be and I'm always going to prayer. Like, oh my, please help because now this is beyond me. So not only was it family and being more empathetic, it also leaned into my own upbringing where, you know, prayer was a go-to for whenever we were in situations that were beyond our control, we always sought to prayer. And so that was definitely one of the ways that helped me in my personal coping uh, mechanisms for dealing with the situation. Going back to the thought process about it, you know, if I'm gonna pray about it, I need to rethink my mindset about it. You know, any negative thoughts and different mental health stigmas surrounding, you know, the whole situation, I had to release that. There's, I don't have any actual statistics behind this, but I know for me and my family, when it came down to situations, we turned to prayer. And a lot of times when there were people that were experiencing mental health episodes, we just said, okay, uh, they're crazy. Something's going on with them. We don't know what it is. Somebody must've put voodoo or roots on them or something to that effect and never really took it seriously. And so with that stigma, it was very, very difficult to, to stay within being empathetic and praying and being open and just making sure that you were 
being supportive. So that was, you know, another situation or putting in the work, we would say that I had to um, really hold on to. I had to release those other mental health stigmas because even though I had grown and I had the family support and I was praying, those things that were in the back of my mind still came to the forefront in some situations. So, you know, you have to release whatever negative thoughts that you're having about the situation, approaching that situation differently, you know, was another way to put in work. Like I say, you have to replace that anger that you're feeling and you just have to have an open mind and just know that everything, it, it takes time. You know, it is, it is not a one and done. It's a progress, excuse me, a process. And you have to just continue to be patient, put in the work, pray, reach out to your family, your support groups, your friends, and most importantly, take care of yourself so that you can maintain an open mind so that you can deal with the situation because all these things continue to go to, to come about. It's almost uh, cyclic, if you will. You know, you go through these cycles where, okay, I'm accepting, I'm coping, I'm, I'm patient. And then you find yourself going back into the mental stigmas and then you're not praying as much and you're not reaching out to your support group. So like I said, it, it is it is definitely not a one and done. It is a journey and you have to remember to reach out to the resources that you have, whatever they may be. Like I said, for me, it was, was family. It was empathy. It was patience. It was religious support, you know, it was releasing negative thoughts and mental stigmas that you, you may have had and pretty much approaching the situation differently. Each situation, as I said, is, is different and you have to just maintain an open mind and that requires a lot of work. It, it sounds easy um, and it sounds um, very surface level as we spoke about earlier but it's very complex and you have to continue as you go through the stages like i said we've been doing this for seven years you have to continue to put in the work and at every stage every level you get to evolve you and your child and you have to make sure that you maintain those ways that you've you've used to deal with the situation and cope and accept um, the situation at hand. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. I would be remiss to say that, you know, it is not because it is hard. It is hard work, but as you continue to work at it, it gets easier and easier to understand because now you have an open mind and you can cope and accept a little bit different. I am speechless because I was just like really well worded, honestly. Um, I wanted to touch on a little bit of those points because absolutely amazingly well put. I'm still bamboozled. <laughs> so um, I love how you said that there's stages, that there's cycles of um, that sort of experience. It's not always this straight path towards just a successful, happy, supportive relationship. There's ups and downs, and I, I think that's very similar to 
the mental health journey as a whole. I know, especially for me, there's been periods of just like this really good period where I'm happy, everything's going great. I have like little symptoms of anxiety, little symptoms of depression, but then of course there are those down periods. So even for a parent, there are all these stages and cycles, but also as a child with the mental health condition, there is a lot of stages and cycles. So we also have to just realize it's process. If you take anything away from this episode, it is a process and you can have you just have to wait through it. Time heals all as I say. You can get through it with every step by every day. So, um also just again having those sort of coping mechanisms like for my mom prayer. I know that religious um religion is a very um structural supportive thing for many people it can provide even a sense of community for those who just lack both like of structure and community and again just approaching that situation differently can be very very essential because we are humans we are people that are prone to routine we do things because that's how we always done it we do things by what we know but when navigating new situations approaching differently is very central and a new normal that is inclusive to all the sort of knowledge that you learned the process with your child is essential and that new normal should be something that everybody agrees to and that everybody is comfortable with in order to have a successful prosperous relationship with your child and be having that sort of supportive environment is very very essential i do want to say before we close out this episode there has also been some additional tips we found in our research one of these tips has been to teach and reinforce positive behaviors coping strategies and decision making and as a child we take a lot from our parents we take all the sort of uh, coping mechanisms, all the sort of processes, how you process the situation. We take all that in mind and we learn from that and we start to ingest that. So it's also important to be that good example to your child and realize that if I am being a good example and using my coping mechanisms, working on my mental health, then your child can follow suit. And it's also just important if you want to, this is very optional, but if you can educate your local school system and advocate for mental health awareness, that can be a very, very good support to your child. School, The school environment is definitely something that's way out of a parent's hands, but if you do take that sort of choice to try to enforce those sort of um, education in your school system and know that every child is different, that children, children do deal with mental health issues, it can support your child a lot and make sure they're having a good experience at school and making sure they don't feel like as an outcast because I know, especially at my school, I felt like an outcast and yeah. And lastly, I do wanna say that it's important to help them develop consistent interests, talents and social skills to just support your child. I know that um, if we're just consistently going to school, going home and doing homework, going to sleep, it can feel very draining and it can also be affected, especially if you are dealing with depression, if you are dealing with anxiety, if you are dealing with any other sort of mental health condition. So 
having that sort of outlet can be very, very essential to cope with different situations. Like for example, me, I love art, I love writing, I love everything creative. So I use that as my outlet for um, dealing with different situations. So if you foster that creativity or foster those sort of um, activities outside of school, which can be sports and anything like that, it can definitely support your child. And you can even do these activities with your child if you want. So yeah, those are some tips. Uh, any last words? Yes, I'd like to thank you for um, bringing me on and providing my perspective based on my experiences through our journey. And I hope and pray that um, the words that I've spoken based on my experience can be helpful to the listeners and to the parents out there that's having struggles. It's not a one and done. It's definitely a process and it is a journey. So I am grateful and very humble at the fact that I would be invited here to share my perspective, my experience. And I just want to thank you for being a guest and hopefully much success to the parents out there facing the same things. Absolutely. Very, very much a good sentiment to leave on. Good luck out there. You guys can get through it. And I hope you all sympathize with what my mother has been saying this whole time because her perspective is very valuable. So that being said, I will close out this episode with our closing remarks. As usual, we do have a website. Our website is foreverbloompod.wixsite.com slash podcast. In our extra section, you can find the research and transcript for this episode. Our podcast guest form is in our episode section if you want to be on Forever Blooming as well as our audience spotlight form where you can ask for advice to be featured on one of our episodes. And we do have a new addition to the closing remarks. We now have a community Discord server which is in the link in the description. Feel free to join and chat and have a good, safe community to talk about mental health and... We, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Forever Bloom Pod, or TikTok at Forever Blooming Podcast. Our email is management at foreverbloompod.org. Let us know your thoughts, questions, and how we can improve the podcast because we love hearing from you. <laughs> Make sure to check out fbpod.card.co, and that is card with two R's for all of our easy accessible links make sure to like comment subscribe and share with your friends if you enjoyed this episode and that being said have a great day afternoon or night whenever you're listening to this thank you for tuning in